everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen. And I am Emily. So today we are continuing our celebration of our 200th episode, but there's another exciting milestone happening today. So today is Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. So happy birthday, Walt Disney World. Happy birthday. So the Magic Kingdom opened on this day, October 1st, 1971, which was 50 years ago. And now that we've taken a moment to highlight Disney World celebration, let's continue our own. Um, this is the 200th and first episode that we're recording <laughs> by looking at our favorite rides that were introduced during each decade of Disneyland and also Disney California Adventures operation. So I, I, I'm going to chalk it up that, you know, Disneyland usually supports a, I mean, supports a 50th anniversary by doing it the 49th year, the 50, 50th and 51st year. They yeah. celebrate their yes. birthdays over three or four years. So we're doing at least over two podcasts. Yeah. Anyways. That works. Yeah. So last week, we made it up to 1985. So this week, we're going to continue on from 86 to 95 and beyond. But let's hear from our sponsor first. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Hokie dokie, we are back. So like I mentioned before the break, we're going to be starting off from 1986 through 1995. And, uh, geez, what happened to my notes? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't have this memorized, not surprisingly. Um, the uh, Okay, so in December 15th, 1989, Star Tours opened up. Ah, yes. And um, I got to go, like, very early on that. I was, like, I mean, very soon after it opened, I had an opportunity to come out to California, and I actually rode on it, and I had a ton of fun. And um, I'm going to talk more about some of, I mean, first of all, when that damn thing opened up, it was just unlike any else, uh, any other thing that I had ridden on. You know, it was like uh, the first time I had been on a motion simulator. I love Star Wars, and it was just like, it was just this motion simulator, technology, Star Wars. I mean, it had everything I ever wanted all in all in one ride. Um, so that's why I love it so much. I, As always, I got a few facts for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the current version of it is Star Tours The Adventures Continue. Um, and if you've been on it, you'll know that they have... Um, multiple versions that you can go on. So there's different beginnings and there are different endings. And if you take all the different beginnings and endings and combine them, combine them, you have an opportunity to go on 54 unique ride ride sequences. That's so crazy. Nice. Now, you know, I feel like I've only been on two. (laughs) Yeah. I always tend to get the same ones too. Yeah, me too. Um, Everyone says that, actually. I, I, mean, I just want to know, like, how different are they really? Because, like, what if they just tweak, like, one clip? Then that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel like the f- opening, there's three different openings, and there's f- at least three closings or something like that. Yeah, because you can get, um like, different people halting your vehicle, and then different yeah. people will that you're going to. Yeah. But then even, like, sometimes you'll have Yoda, sometimes you'll have uh, Leia, I think. I got Leia once. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, second factoid. Um, Star Tours was not originally supposed to be Star Tours. Ooh. Um, Star Tours, when it was first conceived, was actually supposed to be based off the uh, 1979 Disney live-action film, The Black Hole. Oh. Hmm. Um, 
which highly memorable. <laughs> I actually saw that in the theater when I was nine years old. Wow, I have no idea. And, I've never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. And it's one of the. F- I want to say it's like. I'm, I'm not certain about it, but I feel like it's one of the first PG-13 films or or reason why there was PG-13 films. Mm-hmm. It scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> um, it was really dark and it's kind of like creepy and in space. And I saw it in the movie theater and it's it was kind of like, wow, this is not Star Wars. <laughs> it was yeah. really, 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 really dark. Huh. Um, and uh, But I they're supposed to be rebooting or creating a new one soon i hear Ooh, oh. so um hmm. but because the movie did so poorly they had to figure out something else to put in the space and then they ta- talked to george lucas and george lucas went yeah technology let's do it <laughs> and um the next thing is the current version of it uh there's these robots that are up there i think it's not it's not Rex. I forget the name of the guy always like insulting everyone in line. Oh, you mean C three PO? No, no, no. There's in the line. There's like a like a oh, middle that guy. Oh, yeah. no. uh, I don't know his name. I forget. I don't know if it has a name. Yeah, it's got to have a name. It's just like, it's like a, a yeah, meet not maintenance droid, but like a security droid kind of thing yeah it's just like hey we're your guys that yeah, one. yeah that okay. one uh that was actually an amnitronic from a geese amnitronic from the tomorrowland attraction <laughs> America Sings. Really? and they just stripped it oh my gosh they skinned it you know mm-hmm. so that's was the original amnitronic so there's my three rand- random factoids nice oh g2 droids is what they're called that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. g2 droids so fun it does make me sad that rex is in that line though and he's like in a box broken oh that is true with the new update yeah he still has remove before flight key and thing in him Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah yeah, i like i miss rex they need to bring him back i know just keep him in both lands i don't care if it's it's, you know, continuity or whatever. Because you can't really see him in Batu unless you go, like, somehow get into Oga's. And then you have to buy their overpriced drinks. So, yes. <laughs> sad. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I will go next. And my favorite from this decade is Indiana Jones Adventure. This used to be my absolute favorite, favorite ride in all of Disneyland until Rise of the Resistance came out. And, like, I used to ride this ride any chance I could get. It's just so much fun. Although now, like, I don't know. No one ever wants to go on it with me because, and rightly so, like, it's 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 a very bumpy ride. Like, it just it throws you around so much that I can see why people don't always want to go on. It's not, like, Matterhorn levels, but at the same time, like, it's not always enjoyable, I guess. So, anyway. Here are some facts about Indiana Jones. So this ride was introduced in Anaheim on March 3rd, 1995 and opened to the general public on March 4th. And um, let's see here. It only lasts about three minutes and 25 seconds, which I guess makes sense, but it feels longer, right? They do a really good job of making it feel longer. (laughs) Wow. I would have thought, yeah. At least three minutes and 45 seconds. Right? No. <laughs> no, it just feels... No, it feels longer. It's just... It's so good. It just, like, holds you for so long that you're, like... I feel like, like yeah. also the queue, because the queue is so immersive. <gasps> mm, yeah. It's all, like... It's all... It's all a ride. Yes. So, a long time ago, it used to have more special effects that were actually working, and a lot of those have been discontinued for various reasons. Um, so, at the very, very beginning of the ride, there used to be this really cool trick where um, there would actually be three doors that shifted depending on, um, like, it yeah. had a set rotation. Yeah. So, like, right now, you it looks like you just go through the middle door no matter oh, yeah. what. And then the interior changes, and it can be one of three scenes. Either, like, you get wealth, you get you know, a look into the future or you get eternal youth. But it used to be that there was like 
some kind of mechanism that actually changed the doors so that, that this actually, way the whole walls moved. The whole wall, I yeah. Could tell. yeah. Yeah. So like the thing is, instead of the track going to one door or another door or another door, actually the whole like it's like slightly circular. All the walls would move left and right. So yeah. Anyways, so it looks so like then it would look like you're either going yeah. through the left, the middle, mm-hmm. or the right. And right. when I was a kid, this effect still worked. So I was like, I believed. It. I was like, oh man, good, we got the left side or we got the whatever side. Yeah. You know. So my wife does the same thing. She yeah. says there's more than one ride. And it's, it's the same. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's always just been that one track, which is just amazing the way that they were able to do that. So that's no longer working a long, 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 long time ago. At the very beginning, they also had an effect where there would be um, ice dropping and it would make oh. it look like there was rubble, like the, the walls were going to start collapsing or something. What? So, but that I, I think I read or I heard that the, the ice mechanism kind of kept jamming up and like, it just, it wasn't ever working really the way that it was supposed to. So that got canceled. And, um, but one cool thing that is still working and this is a spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know how the final scene at the very end happens, stop listening for like a few minutes. (laughs) But basically what happens is as your car approaches, the walls that are surrounding you actually move backwards so it makes it look like you're still going <gasps> forward mm-hmm. or oh so if you look at the ground you can actually see it you can see it start to move backwards wow. and then at the same time the rolling ball is coming towards you a little bit not like the entire way but just like it'll like it's, it's hard to explain like the walls start moving first i think and then the ball starts moving so that together it makes it look like you're coming forward and the ball is coming at you fast but it's really not so that's a very cool trick and i think there's actually like a clip on youtube if you look for it some news show i forget what channel it was but they actually did kind of a quick behind the scenes look where you see like this person with two other cast members and they're just standing there and they're watching the effect happen with all the lights on so you can really see it but even then, it's like it's so realistic that you're just watching it. Like, how is that even working? It, it's it's remarkable that someone came up with this kind of stuff. So, so those are my factoids about Indiana Jones. Nice. All right. So you, I agree with both Star Tours and Indiana Jones. It doesn't leave that many rides left. But I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce not introduce but talk about some two rides that I they're not like my favorite favorite but I enjoy them every time I go on it so um Toontown's Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin Ooh, nice that one we've talked about it before the line because the whole line is inside the building so you can't tell how long the line is Mm -hmm. Um, and if you see the line that is already outside it's gonna be a really long wait which is so crazy to me because I always forget that this ride is in Toontown Um, but it's a dark ride that it opened January 26 1994 Um, so it's located in Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland too. I don't know if it's in Disney World. I think it's just in those two parks. Yeah, I think it's just those two. Okay. So if you don't know, it is based on the live action animated feature film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, and it honestly, I don't, I haven't watched the movie in a long time, so I don't remember what happened, but I'm assuming it just follows the movie. <laughs> right? It was something about like, they introduced this stuff that is essentially like turpentine kind of, I think. Like it's, they called it the dip and it was yeah. supposed to erase It's like cartoons. ink remover. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. So it's there was loop. like tunes are missing all over the country. What's going on? And then, so this guy, Eddie Valiant has to come in and figure out what's happening. And yeah. Spooky. All right. Spooky. It is, it's. It is kind of a spooky ride, a spooky story. Um, mm-hmm. You sit in a cab, and the best part, the most fun part, is that you get to spin the cab um, while it goes on its track. So that, honestly, whenever I ride it, I don't really pay attention to the ride itself. I'm always just, like, furiously spinning. 
(laughs) 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 So it's, I always enjoy those kind of like, I don't know, you get to control it yourself, like a mad tea party. I'm always like furiously spinning mm-hmm. uh, or like on Dumbo. I'm always like moving up and down a lot. You're on the right. Yeah. It's like, There's a theme to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really have any major factoids though, besides that this also exists in Tokyo. Um, I couldn't find anything big or interesting to me, I guess, unless you guys know. I don't know of anything. Yeah, Other than it's got the world's longest queue, hidden yeah. queue. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is air-conditioned inside, if yes. you are okay with that. I don't know. If, if you're willing to wait a really long time. I don't... This this queue-to-ride time ratio is not great to me. <laughs> yeah. If oh, my God. Walk time. If it's not a walk-on, then it's not worth it. It was really good for Fast Pass, though. That was the one where it's like, if you could Fast Pass that ride, the wait in line was like nothing for the fast pass side and they don't have well no they have a completely new fast pass system now but it, yeah. this ride is not part of the new system right it's we haven't had fast pass for this ride for a while well i wonder this one could end up being like part of the disney plus section but it's not popular enough to do the individual price per ride kind of thing Got but it. yeah we'll have to see what actually ends up being a lightning lane ride whatever they're calling it now i do have a random fact for this Ooh. It's, uh is today the first or the wait it is oh the first. it's the first yeah so last month september i did read something about that they're going to retheme it what yes well kind of they're they're replacing certain parts of it well i heard they're going to make it a new plot where jessica rabbit plays the role of a private eye Mm-hmm. Oh. stop a crime wave or something like that yeah so i mean that's a completely different theme so anyway same i guess jessica rabbit is still from roger rabbit mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not totally new new but interesting no it'll but- be interesting to see if they bring out new animatronics for her or if it'll just be like maybe updating parts in the line because you, you see, like, her silhouette and you hear her talk a little bit in the line, I think. Right. If I remember correctly. Very vaguely, I think. So they took her out of the trunk of a car where she was getting kidnapped in one scene. And then she's still right now in another scene where she's got a mallet in her hands and she's got the remnants of the rope from being tied up. Huh. So oh. it'll be interesting to All see right. if they change both of those or just the one or what. Hmm. We shall see. Um, I did also want to mention, because I don't go on Roger Rabbit's car, it's not like a must ride for me when I go to Disneyland. My other one that I is also not a must ride for me, but I kind of enjoy it, is Splash Mountain. I enjoy everything <laughs> except for the drop. Yes. The getting wet part. So that's always why I don't go on it. But it is a really great ride, and it's getting a completely new um, it's being reworked into Princess and the Frog mm-hmm. sometime in the near future. I don't know. Have they put a date on that? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they started doing like preliminary stuff. So there's, if you look on, I think on YouTube, there's some kind of video where they met with um, the daughter of the woman who was kind of the inspiration for Tiana. And um, they oh, had like, you know, some artists, concept paintings oh. and things like that so like so far they're, they're putting in some good work but yeah i hope it's not going to be like here's some screens like i yeah. want oh my a gosh, tiana no. like audio animatronic same um but that is not available yet so i will give some factoids on the existing ride splash mountain um and that it was almost not called splash mountain it was almost called uh, either zippity river run <laughs> or just splash to and then it became splash mountain because it was well, a mountain i guess i guess i don't know <laughs> our our originating host told us that there was an alternate name for the ride as well called the wet underwear ride oh yes, oh, yes. <laughs> of course pretty true i know i feel like years ago it didn't get you quite as wet and like maybe around like 2010 
it started just to me it just feels like it's it's gotten like wetter and wetter since but i f- okay i tell you what i i have yet to ha- see proof of this but it, it seems this way i feel like during the winter they actually turn off some of the um the fount- the waterfalls that that's very considerate oh that would be so good <laughs> they, i th- i think there's less water during when it's cold i mean like towards winter and during the summer, they actually turn on all the waterfalls. Gosh. I don't know mm. if that's, but I feel like I've gone, I mean, I've gone out in the winter. It's like, hey, how come I'm not wet? And during <laughs> the summer, I'm completely soaked. Or maybe yeah. I'm just lucky. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, there is a certain luck part to it too. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, going on, t- piggybacking on that, the grand opening of Splash Mountain was actually delayed because. Um, initially riders were getting too wet, so they had to <laughs> adjust the boats and redesign them to create less of a splash or nice. allow less of a splash, I guess, to come in. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Wait, you're on a boat ride and you're too wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just want a light splash, not, not, not too strong. Yeah. And now they're just like, whatever, turn it up. <laughs> Make them suffer. Then they'll buy more more pants and underwear and stuff. <laughs> yep. And That's- if you're interested in getting more wet, then definitely sit up front. Yes. For whoever likes that. I don't like that. So <laughs> Me neither. And I always get stuck going in the front. Man, that's the worst. I honestly I, I like everything except for the getting wet and the the big drop. Mm-hmm. Only because the big drop, you're not like strapped in, and I don't like how I feel like I'm literally flying sometimes. Like my butt comes off the seat. From yeah, the, it <laughs> freaks me out. I yeah. used to hate this ride as a kid just because I didn't like that feeling, and I'd mm-hmm. always be like screaming at my mom or dad, like "Hold me tight, I'm gonna fall out." <laughs> but I liked all the animatronics inside, so it was kind of one of those things. Like, yeah, exactly, I have to suck it up, right? <laughs> I I have heard that if you scream as loud as you can going down, like you won't feel the the weird droppy or stomach feel. So you know, <laughs> that's a good trick. Like I I scream so loud that like my I like blow my voice out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that distraction exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's continue that with, let's see here. Now we're up to 1996 through 2005. So I'm going to, I don't know if this is cheating or not. I hope it's not cheating, but I'm going to pick Rocket Rods because I miss this ride. Everyone hates this ride because it's, everyone sees it it as like, I don't know, because it's it's no longer here. No, it doesn't matter if it's no longer here. Okay, good. Yeah. Because this was a good ride. I know a lot of people love to hate it, especially because they're like, this is the ride that killed the people mover. But honestly, I feel like if not Rocket Rods, it would have been something else. Like, I, yeah. And and for me, I really, really wish that Rocket Rods had been designed the way that it had initially been developed. And like, there, there's a lot of corners that were cut, basically, in order to just hurry up and get this ride out. And I mean, you saw it across Tomorrowland. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of penny pinching that if, if you don't do it correctly the first time, then this is what happens. Then you have to take out a ride or you have to make severe adjustments. And, and, you know, it's something that we've seen time and again at Disneyland. And it's like, they just don't learn. Like you need to put the money in if you want to make it something good, because otherwise you're going to have to go back years later and tweak it and fix it. And it's going to end up costing even more money. (coughs) DCA. (coughs) So (laughs) yeah. So let me tell you about rocket rods. It's, took over the space that once was inhabited by the people mover. Um, and what was really cool with this ride was when you went into the queue, it actually used a lot of ride vehicles from defunct attractions. So you actually wow. had like, you know, the old rocket rods cars in line. You had like the old uh, people mover cars and I did this really cool thing where like it actually showed clips of, I don't know what the wonderful world of Disney episode it was, but it was kind of like, you know, 
the story of trans, I think it's called the story of transportation or if not, it's something along those lines. So it was, it was a really cool thing and, and it sped up and slowed down. And so at the very beginning of this thing, it actually kind of tilted you back a little bit and it made it feel like you were almost drag racing. So it was a, it was a fun, fun thing. Um, but it didn't last very long. Let me get my notes here. Rocket rods. I think rocket rods, wasn't it because, I mean, it was designed for pe- the people mover and um, the stresses that these rocket rods were putting on the curves. It was actually making the actual elevated track crack is mm-hmm. what I had heard. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I had heard. Yeah, and it was they were supposed down. to bank the turns. That was the problem. They needed yeah. to bank it. And because it had to then slow down so much that it wasn't as much fun as it could have been, you know? So it opened in uh, May of 1998 and it closed in September of 2000. So it was actually around for a couple of years. So not but it like- was always down. It was always broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I I won it on it, won on it once or twice, and that was the first thing I would do. It's like let's go to Rocket Rods, and I walk over to Rocket Rods, still broken. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like son of a gun. It was always down. Yeah, it was a bummer. So, but it went pretty fast. It had a top speed of thirty five miles per hour, and. It was a three-minute ride, so it was it was pretty good, you know. I mean, it was it was something exciting, um, and it replaced the People Mover, of course. But then it got replaced later on by Buzz Lightyear. So that building where you are in line for Buzz Lightyear, that's where you'd enter for Rocket Rods, and you would actually though enter the vehicle in the old um, People Mover. Like loading zone. Yeah. So it was kind of an, in fact, now that I think that I'm not even sure how you get from point A to point B. Maybe you go underground. I don't know. I'll just look that up. (laughs) But yes, I miss you, Rocket Rods. I miss what you could have been. You could have been great. (laughs) Where was the entrance for Rocket Rods? It was, I think it was the same entrance for Buzz Lightyear. But then you somehow got over to where. The... You know, there's all sorts of underground uh, tunnels in that area. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like it was underground for some reason. Because um, I forget, my wife and I went to um, a special event. And I think it was a Halloween thing. And they had us line it up in a queue. And it's just like, it's essentially where the Disney pin trader is over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the thing is that if you go through the back of the Disney trader there's like a back way that kind of goes underground and it comes up somewhere else and it's just like oh this is really cool because you know it was like all these all these old queues that are still there they're just not being used they're just using for cast members uh to move back and forth mm-hmm. so i bet you're right i bet you yeah. it was some kind of like cast member kind of similar tunnel thing yeah so well, now it's a cast member tunnel thing. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Because I remember going upstairs, like at the very end, like before you were about to board. Yeah. Because I remember getting stuck there once for three hours oh, and no, no one would tell us anything. And we were just like, what is happening? I see the sunlight. Why are we <laughs> stuck down here? It was not good. <laughs> so. All right. Um, we want to thumb wrestle for the... You, are we thumb wrestling? Oh, it sounds like you're going to go. Sorry. I, I will go. I don't know which one to choose. This this was a good decade. It was. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go with California Screaming. I think this is Ooh. the first ride from DCA that we're discussing. That would make sense because DCA didn't open until... That decade. <laughs> okay. Uh, so California Screamin', which is now called Incredicoaster. I, I'm p- pretty sure it's the same ride, just different names and different overlays. But I do prefer California Screamin' because I do like the original uh, idea of California adventure like land instead of Pixar land. Mm-hmm. Anyways, 
this ride open yes <laughs> this ride opened <laughs> february 2001 and it is one of the park's original rides and it was the only roller coaster uh, to feature was or is is there another roller coaster that features a loop for disneyland i don't think so okay not in no. disneyland maybe at disney world i feel like mm. yeah the- disney world has the what is it the rock and roller coaster that has quite a few okay yeah Okay. But isn't there one also like within like the the safari too? I felt like anyways. Wow. But yes. But in California it is the only one with the loop. The only one with the loop. And this was my my first ride with a loop. And I Ooh. was so scared. Um <gasps> Yeah. So I the like the other big like roller coaster ride I'd been on the before California Screamin' was Silver Bullet over at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, snap, man. And that, I feel like, look may look scarier in a sense because it's where your your feet are hanging. Like, you sit down and your feet hang and it's, like, twisted and turning all over the place, like corkscrews and things mm-hmm. like that. But it didn't... It, it was, like, such small movements that it didn't really scare me versus looking at oh. California Screamin' it's just this one huge loop freaked me out um and so i remember i might have told the story before but i remember the first time i was on it the only it was like our groups was are the next people up and um they only had like the first and second row available and so i was so scared i didn't want to go on the first row but then my mom i forgot what it was i was with my mom and my aunt and there was some like situation where i wanted to sit with my mom but for some reason, I couldn't sit with my mom if I sat in the second row. I don't really remember. But so I actually ended up sitting in the first row, first ride on the loop-de-loop. And I was terrified. And I, I think I might have started crying, too, like right before they took off. Oh, no. But then by the time we came back, I wanted to go on it again. Nice. Like, it was <laughs> fun. But it's, it really like, That's it? Yeah, exactly. It's such a fun ride. Uh, so highly recommend and you feel very safe all your limbs are inside unlike silver bullet and not very farm where your lower legs are like dangling um, but let's see trivia the coaster's name was a play on the 1965 song california dreamin by the mamas and papas by the mamas and the papas sorry so california dreamin turned into california screamin which has now turned into Incredicoaster. Um, there have been several overlays, which I don't know if we've talked about. No, that was, we were talking about Space Mountain last time. Um, so this California Screaming has had a Disney villains over, or wait, I'm reading this incorrectly. It has not had, they talked about a Disney villain overlay which would have been really fun and they would have like redone it to like maleficent's dragon form like that too and then it would have had like a a bunch of different like going through different villains i don't know oh that would have been cool or something like that but then that was scrapped so sorry um but they did have a red hot chili peppers like song overlay i if I remember correctly, unless that oh, was yeah. also Space Mountain. Or maybe they had that at the same time. I, I feel remember. like I do remember something like that. Like it was like on both coasters or something. Mm-hmm. It was like summer coaster series sort of situation. That yes. sounds familiar. And another fun fact that even though the ride is built of steel, the structure is designed visually to mimic the features of a wooden coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is all I have for you. <laughs> nice. If you're a coaster enthusiast, they, they talk about whether it's a steel or a wood coaster. Because they have a different... They, they ride different and they sound different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's like wood coasters have a... Even though they're rougher typically because mm-hmm. they're not... They, they kind of, the wood absorbs a lot of the vibration and certain types of sounds. So, so they feel very, very different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. Ghost Rider versus oh, yeah, that ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I have one last fun fact oh. Neil Patrick Harris 
is the voice of the safety, the recorded safety spiels (laughs) since 2010. They changed it from the original guy. (laughs) I I love Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) I wish it was still California Screaming. That one was so much better. Like, I might just be saying that because I'm not the biggest Pixar fan to begin with, but... I'm a big Pixar fan, and I don't like that they've changed it all to Pixar land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, same here. It's like, I'm a big Pixar fan, but do it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the weird Jack-Jacks everywhere. Yes. It's just odd. It's like a ride that's designed to be only ridden at night. Right, yeah. It's great at night, but during the day, it just looks looks Mm half-assed. So. All right, so I'm going to go with a uh, not-so-popular one, but I actually love me some Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. What? Wow. Ooh, that was the other one I was going to choose. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. There's a lot of hate on this one. Really? I just don't like Buzz Lightyear. Maybe that's my problem. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? For me, it was one of those rides that, um, once again, it was uh, a precursor to, of course, Toy Story Mania, but essentially it was one of the in- first interactive rides that there was at Disneyland, if not the first one I could think of, because you are doing something and when you shoot the bad guy, it would react. And depending on how well you shot it, you got a different score. And I just thought it was, and there's little secrets and stuff like that. And um, so the thing is that I thought was really, really neat that it was, you know, it was interactive ride. Um, It was, it's located in the building. So here's my three factoids. It was located in the building of the uh, former circle vision attraction. And then of course the circle vision attraction, as we spoke was a short lived uh, queue for the rocket rods attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that was interesting. Um, it was the only attraction, one of two attractions that could be found at all six Disneyland castle parks worldwide. Hmm, really? Yes. So it was at, but however, I feel like in 2017, they closed down one, but it was the only one of two rides that was at all Disneyland's. So currently, the only ride that's at all Disneyland's right now is... Uh, anyone want to guess before I announce, say what it is? No, go ahead. Yeah, tell <laughs> us. Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Oh. I would thought it'd be something like teacups or something. Yeah, like that. or Small World or something. Yeah, but it's actually Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Huh. So, and then the last factoid is... Um, this ride, of course, is around the world, but the difference between ours and the one at Walt Disney World is our laser guns are on these kind of tethers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And their, theirs is on, um, it's actually attached to the rail. So it's physically ah. attached to the rail, a little bit closer to Toy Story Mania. Huh. Okay. So oh, it's yeah. It's a little bit more difficult to shoot with. Yeah. Um, I do have one other random, random, random one. Um, Obviously, as you're going through the ride, there's a bunch of targets. However, there is one target that is exists that has a lot of points and you uh, get a lot of points for it, but it's not marked. I believe it's the second Zerg that you encounter. There is a hidden target on his breastplate between his pectorals. Oh, yeah. So if you hit that one, I think it's, I mean, it's something like 10,000 points or something crazy like I'm that. I'm very bad at aiming. I, so. <laughs> I, Me too. Like, I'm terrible. I just enjoy the fact that I get to interact with the ride, but my scores are always the lowest ever. <laughs> I never hit anything. Yeah, so. Anyways, so I thought th- those are kind of the the fun factoids of the day. Yeah. Nice. For this ride. All right, so we are getting close to the end. Um, Our next decade is 2006 through 2015. It's my favorite ride between those years was 
will be is Toy Story Midway Mania. Very similar to what we just discussed. (laughs) Um, This one I'm much better aiming at. So if I had to compare the two, then Toy Story Midway Mania is more of my favorite because I can hit more things and get a higher score. Um, This one is an interactive 4D attraction. So you get a set of 3D glasses um, before you sit down, you put them on, and then you go through a series of these mini games. Uh, I think there's four or five mini games, different versions of hitting different types of targets. So there's one where you're literally hitting like a dart board, like moving dart boards kind of stuff. There's like, I think you pop balloons maybe. Uh, There's a lot of little things. And um, obviously the harder ones, the harder it is to hit the higher the points are and this ride instead of a shooting gun laser gun like in Buzz Lightyear it is a pulley like slingshotty kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's fixed to the your ride or your vehicle um, and it's quite delightful um I have that's that's why it's my favorite. I get to hit more things because the screen is also closer, so it's not like you're moving through a room that has like physical targets, but it's a screen. There are different screens that you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to hit. So some trivia. Obviously, it's based on Toy Story, the movies, um, and it's actually set after Toy Story two and after Toy Story three. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting. I didn't know there was... It was part of a timeline. I just thought it was a culmination of everything. <laughs> the Toy Story universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. There's... The prospector is seen on the ride, despite the fact that he is not part of Andy's toys or Bonnie's toys. And hmm. who... Do you guys know who the prospector is? Yeah, yeah he's... Yeah, I just, Stinky Pete. Oh, Stinky Pete. Pete. That's yeah, his yeah. name. I, I know him as Stinky Pete, not the prospector. Yeah. I was reading this so confused uh, okay and then isn't that played by kelsey Grammer? oh yeah yeah so freezer so good <laughs> yes okay <laughs> true um what else i think that's all i have uh this this, this exists in hollywood disney's hollywood studios um what? Yes, at the Walt Disney World. Sorry, I'm reading a really long article, so I'm trying to like find the right words. Um, so this is located in three of the parks, Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, obviously California Adventure. Um, and the last one is Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. That is a good one. I chose one that is also pretty popular at DCA. The Radiator Springs Racers. That one is just nice. so good. I love that ride. Like sometimes wow. my mom and I, I have just somehow like... I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed that one? I don't know why. I, you know, I was looking. I I was looking at all the different timeline things, and that must have fallen off. Where I I chose Toy Story because it was chronologically earlier, and I didn't keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So this one came out, I think, in twenty twelve. I believe, yeah, June fifteenth. 2012 and it is it's interesting it's like part dark ride and part like racetrack kind of thing (laughs) so it's kind of based on um epcot i think it's epcot's test track they kind of took that um that kind of basic ride layout and then just kind of reworked it to include the cars characters and it's it's just such an amazing ride it's like you start off in the dark ride portion where you're kind of following the story you're you're kind of like lightning lightning mcqueen and you're getting into trouble and then you come to the town of radiator springs and i think that's kind of one of the best examples of like immersive ride that you'll find at disneyland because like you really feel like it you're you're outdoors and it's nighttime and you're entering this real living breathing town 
And then you get to go one of two directions, either go get tires with Luigi or you go to Ramon's and you get like a new paint job and then you begin the actual race. And it's just so exciting and, and so much fun. And even if you don't win, it's still like, it's still fun. It's still a great time. So. And the crazy part is, you know, you go into Radiator Springs and California Adventure, then you get on the ride, and they recreated Radiator Springs indoors. At yes. <laughs> it's Inception. Inception. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, exactly. We it's, heard you like Radiator Springs, so we put a Radiator Springs near Radiator Springs. <laughs> it's very meta. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. So, okay, let's hear. So, some facts about this ride. You get up to a top speed of 40 miles per hour. So I think that's faster than the monorail even. So that's like one of the fastest things, I think. I don't think the the monorail can go faster, but I Mm -hmm. don't think it actually goes that fast. They They don't actually take it that fast. Yeah. So, and each of the vehicles seats six people. Um, The ride goes on for four minutes and 22 seconds. So not too bad. And it sounds like there's about 23 different audio animatronics within the ride. And it costs $200 million or even a little bit more than that to make the ride. And it shows because it's like, see, this is what I'm talking about. If you put the money into the ride, it's amazing and everyone loves it. And it continues to be a fan favorite for years to come. So much so that eventually they're going to start charging per ride if you want to do the lightning lane on this one, or you can stand in the beautifully decorated standby line and see how they've recreated really cool kind of like route 66 attractions, like the bottle house, but then they like, and there's actual bottles. Like it's not even like a, like a fake thing. And it's really cool. Like when you're standing in the side, the side, the standby line and you're in that kind of bottle house section and the light hits those bottles. It looks like it's lights or something, but it's actually just the sunlight and it's really pretty. So you don't need to spend that money. You can enjoy the beautiful line and it's still going to be great. Yes. So don't give them more money. (laughs) Sorry. Still salty weeks later. And I'm still salty about this (laughs) anyway. Those are my facts. <laughs> do we do all of our 2006 and 15s? I think. Yeah. Did you go, Zen? No, I didn't go. Oh. It's my turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. I'm losing track. Okay, so I, know, my, I was losing track, too. I was like, wait a minute. What year are we on? There's so who, many. And who went for what? I okay. did Toy Story. <laughs> okay, then, okay. Yeah, okay. We're on Got track. I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm right I'm I'm back. Okay, so mine is um I'm a big fan of the Little Mermaid. Nice. Almost so, picked that one too. <laughs> you know, uh, Little Mermaid Ariel. How did you not pick it? Um, Ariel, <laughs> Undersea Adventure. Uh, I have a strange story. You know, I I took my daughter was very young and I took her on the ride. Um, she had never seen the movie. I had never seen the movie <gasps> how before. Could you not see it? You know what? When Ariel, when Little Mermaid came out, I was in my twenties already, or something mm. like that. So mm-hmm. it just wasn't. It's I didn't. You get were not the, the demographic. I'm yeah. not the demographic. I wasn't. I wasn't the demographic <laughs> right. then. Yeah. But as a father, I became the demographic exactly. later mm-hmm. on in life. Um, if I was in my uh, up to probably, I th- I think these appeals to boys and girls up to oh yeah, definitely fourteen or something like that. But I was in my twenties. As a father, I it's now my demographic again. So we went on the ride, and then it's like, Emma, have you ever seen this? No, it's like, okay, we're, we're gonna go find it. So, um, then we watched it, and it's just like, and I was shocked how much it actually told of the actual story. Um, and so I had a wonderful time on the ride, she had a wonderful ride, and it's one of her favorite rides to this day. Oh, nice! So, um, random factoids The Little Mermaid was the first Disney film based off the classic fairy tale since Sleeping Beauty three Whoa. decades earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you always think it's like, oh, they're always doing, you know, some Scandinavian, you know, mm-hmm. fairy tale. And it's no, they had actually 30 years had gone by since uh, they had done one based off a classic fairy tale. Um, it actually has 103 standard clamshells. Um, and I'm talking about the ride. 
<laughs> you know, the people eat your parts. So the thing is, it has 103 standard clamshells for you to ride on. And it has two designed for wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool how they load them, too. I was behind one of them once, and there's a part that flips down so they can actually yeah. just roll the wheelchair in. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like, it turns into a ramp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it has, uh, that's usually when it's like, Oh, we're having a delay. Just give it a moment. You know, so, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, and that's when they're loading the wheelchairs. Must um, be that sewage. <laughs> it must be that sewage. Um, exactly. It is in Paradise Pier, formerly uh, where uh, Golden Dreams was formerly, which mm-hmm. was a movie um, that talked about California, and it was narrated by Whoopi Goldberg. You know, I, I kind of wish they would show that movie again. Really? It, it doesn't have to be there. Why not? You I feel like, like I saw it once, and oh, I think yeah. we were all so bored that we were like, well, that was a thing. I don't think <laughs> I've ever saw that. I remember her face. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. outside. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. Well, the reason why is because it talks about the history of California. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would Cali- appreciate that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is that... um lots of people don't know about the rich history of California. We know all about early history on the East coast, Mm -hmm. but on the West coast, there's not that much conversation um, about the West coast history. And um, it's equally important. So I just wish, I mean, and it was a fun way uh, for younger people to learn about um, California and me not being a native Californian. I learned about a lot about California too, um, Mm. coming in my twenties, twenties, twenties. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. If it, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even if it's on the Disney Channel, yeah, give it to me on yeah. Disney Plus. Oh, that yeah. would be cool. Disney they should Plus. do that. They should yeah. do that, and they should put Captain EO on. Yes, and that 3D. would be cool. I want it on 3D so I can watch it with my 3D glasses. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and uh, the last one is it's actually the second Little Mermaid attraction to come to Disney California Adventure. Really? Oh, that's right. King Trident's Carousel was first. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because King Trident's Carousel, and it's so much fun to go on that ride with all the, you know, like, uh-huh. All the different fish, and isn't one mm-hmm. facing the wrong direction? I feel like I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a fun ride, but you forget it's actually a um, it's a uh, it's it's a Little Mermaid ride. Yeah, so. I forgot about that one. Well, now it's Jesse's Critter oh, Carousel or something. It is. I think. You are right. I kind of liked it better when it was. I liked Little Triton. Triton. I don't like Pixar plate land. Pixar land? I don't know what it's called. Pixar <laughs> Pixar Pier. Pixar Pier. Let's throw Pixar at everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fine the way it was. Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So. Yay. Yay. Okay. Now we're on the last one, right? Last decade. Who wants to take oh. it away? Is it my okay? Oh, I, I, I'm. It's, it's my. That's my cue again. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, and last but not least, uh, 2016 through the present day, um, I am going to go with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Oh, snap! The, the rebranding, of course, of Tower of Terror, where they they redid it to be parts um, to for the ride of. Gar- uh, I'm sorry, for the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's actually kind of a precursor to um, Avengers Campus mm-hmm. as well. Now it's part of Avengers it Campus. It is, it correct? is. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, my random trivia on this is like, and okay, I should explain what the ride is. It's a ride. Essentially, you're working with the Guardians of the Galaxy to break into... Um, 
where are we breaking into? You're breaking out, breaking out of a, oh, breaking out, yeah, breaking the out the guardians of the Gal- guardians of the galaxy because the collector got him. So, and um, you're working with Rocket to get the rest of the guys out. So cute. <laughs> it is so funny. Um, so, if you look and you're in the foyer, there's a bunch of cubes, um, glass cubes, where the collector has a lot of different things in there, and in one of the glass cubes is the classic Epcot character, Figment. What? Really? Yes. Wow. One of those glass cubes, somewhere in the back corner, is Figment oh. from Imagine... What was yeah. the ride? Uh, something into, Journey like into Imagination, I think. Yeah, Journey into Imagination. And Figment is a figment of your imagination, and he oh. takes the form of a, I believe, purple dragon. Yeah. My sister actually has a stuffed animal of figment. Oh, nice. Um, the second thing is the pre-show, of course. I have never seen this, but I read about this and I thought it was really random trivia. If you're in the pre-show attraction, you know that you see Rocket running around and talking to you and trying to show you how to help him break into the elevator and get the Guardians of the Galaxy. But what happens when the animatronic breaks down? They actually have a video recording, and the the rocket will just disappear, and a video will sh- show you talking to or rockets talking to you in fully in the video when the animatronic breaks down. Oh, interesting! And showing okay. you what to do to help them break them out. The B mode. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So only two this time. Only two. <laughs> okay. I will go next because I have a feeling I know what Jennifer is going to say. Saw shoes. Oh, you want to beat beat her? <laughs> no, I have a pickup just in case. <laughs> I'm going to choose something else. Um, okay, I'll tell you two, and I'll tell you why I'm going to choose the other one over the other one. You'll, I'll, I will just talk, and you will understand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's Friday, you guys. Um, okay, so my two, uh, I would say Web Slingers was really enjoyable, although I've only been on it once. So I feel like I don't have much to say. I went on it once, like the second or third opening week or something like that. Mm. Um, and we, or the weekend, actually, I think it was the weekend of the opening. And we got like the the fast pass, not the fast pass, but you know, Whatever it's called. The I don't shorter there we line go. or whatever? The thing, yes. So we just waited in event. I cannot speak. We waited in Avengers Campus uh, just for our time to be called. And then we just walked on. Mm, so I didn't nice. actually have to wait in a line. I waited for the park to open. But that's a different thing. Um, so the ride itself is kind of one up. So Toy Story Mania was one upping like Buzz Lightyear and now Web Slinger is kind of one of being Toy Story Mania. Um, <laughs> there's no devices now that you're shooting with. Now you are shooting with your hands, like your physical movements. You're shooting out these web webs to destroy these alien robot things that Peter Parker accidentally created. Uh, it's very fun, very much an arm workout. so i don't have that's i just really enjoy it but the other one i wanted to talk about was luigi's rollican roadsters oh yeah that one's good i just it's just such a cute ride and it took over or it replaced luigi's tires uh flying tires because that just wasn't working out uh and for luigi's rollican roadsters it's the car luigi his cousins came over from italy and they're having a dance festival behind his tire shop and it's just so fun like the you sit in the cars and the cars dance around each other and it's it's actually on a trackless it's one of the only trackless rides in disneyland um so mm-hmm. it's really fun and delightful and fun fact for me i didn't know it was an actual ride i thought that when they closed um the flying tires that it was just closed it was just like a place you could kind of walk in and then walk out until one of my friends was like let's go on luigi's ride and i was like but they closed that what are you talking about (laughs) um (laughs) so that was a fun thing for me to explore 
Um, but that's all I have for you. It it has an uh, it gets a Halloween overlay each year. It's called Luigi's Honkin Halloween. Oh, cute! <laughs> and, and it's just really fun. And they have different colored cars, so it's really funny to watch people like run towards their desired car color, kind of like mm-hmm. the Mad Tea Party when yeah. like, people want a specific teacup. Um, and I actually, <laughs> I, I wanted the blue one really bad, so I sprinted to it. And then there was a little <laughs> girl who was very sad, but she got a different blue one. <laughs> You're like, too bad. It was mine. I know, it's like, you should have ran faster. <laughs> Get good. <laughs> but I'll pass it on to Jennifer because I feel like I know what she's going to say. Okay. Yes. I love Rise of the Resistance. This Yay. is like, I could not not pick this one because it's just so freaking good. Like, I've, I've heard so many people say after writing this that it's like, it's not like you're writing something. It's like an experience. Like, it is so immersive. To me, it is the most immersive ride you will ever go on. Like, even more so than I think, you know, like, I want to say like the, the ride at Universal Studios, the... um the Harry Potter mm, one that yes. I'm now blanking on. Like, that yeah, one's pretty yes. immersive, too. But this is, like, this Next is just... level. Yeah, like, from start to finish. Like, the, the cast members are so committed to their role, whether they're part of the Resistance or part of the First Order. And then just, like, everything that happens to you in this ride, it's just such a clever mix of different ride systems that just, like, it just blows your mind. So, spoiler alert, if you... Don't want to know what happens or how stuff works. Just turn tune away for now. But um, basically, from the get go, you are taken into this transport vehicle, and it actually it almost kind of works like the elevator system in um, Haunted Mansion, where you're already being introduced to the story, but you're also being moved to the next part of where you need to be. And so it's really cool. It's like, it's a conveyor sort of system. Like you, like the vehicle is moving on a circular track, like turntable kind of situation, but it moves slightly. So it makes you feel like you're actually on this transport vehicle and in space. So it's a little like Star Tours-y at first. Mm -hmm. And if you get kind of motion sickness, you know, try to, to imagine the fact that you are moving forward, but like at a slight curve and try to stand in the middle. And I think that kind of helps. I think if you're on the ends, it kind of moves you up and down a little bit more. So that might help you. And then you are taken into the First Order's custody. And even while you're waiting in line, you're already part of the story because you're waiting to be taken to your your holding cell, basically. And then you're busted out of there and you are put in these transport vehicles and you're off. And one really cool thing is they even make bringing the vehicles back to the loading zone part of the story. So you'll notice like you encounter these two vehicles with droids and the droids are interacting with your droid. And, um, you know, your droid is basically telling them, oh, we're just transporting prisoners. Don't mind us. And you hear the other ones beep and they're actually like on their way to where you just were so they can grab the next set of people. So it's a really cool way to like, you know, take things where it's like, Oh, I guess we have to hide these vehicles. No, let's just make them part of the story. Oh yeah. So it's just, it's so cool. And you know, they, they make such good use of space and it's with the trackless system again. So everything feels very like, fluid and you're not quite sure what's going to happen next because you can't see a track to kind of see what's going to happen. Um, there's the audio animatronics are so realistic. It's awesome. Like they did such an amazing job with them. And then not only are you, you know, gliding from place to place, but at the very end, you're also dropped from your escape pod. And I hate that part. Like every time oh, I'm just I like, oh, God, it's going, it's going. <laughs> You do? I, I do. I always forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just going around the spaceship. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, drop. It's like, oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> so it's just, it's so good. Just from start to finish, such an amazing ride. You feel like you've been on a total adventure. It like, you know, I think that was the thing that I used to really love about Indiana Jones was it felt like you had, you know, come away after 
experiencing an adventure and you survived, but this just like just one ups it just so much more than that. It's just, it's amazing. So it is an 18 minute ride, 18 minutes what? of pure star Wars magic. And so that's why when all these restrictions for COVID were in place originally, they didn't really let you stay in the indoor part. And they actually cut out the pre-show with um, BBA and Ray kind of explaining things. And so you just immediately like went into the transport. I feel like even that was truncated a little bit. And so like they tried to get you on the ride as quickly as possible because anything over 15 minutes, I think, then was not allowed to run at the time. So there's that. Um, you can fit eight riders per vehicle. The music is composed by John Williams, of course, because you have to do that. And it has multiple ride systems. So motion simulator, trackless dark ride, and then the drop section. So, yeah. It, it, opened, it, it opened in Walt Disney World um, Hollywood Studios first on December 5th, 2019. And then over here, it opened January 17th, 2020. So those are my facts. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like that was a lot of me like gushing about rides, but it's just it's so good if it you have so not good. Yeah, it, it's worth trying to get up at 7am and try to get a boarding pass, and if you don't get it at 7, try again at noon, I think, yeah because it is mm -hmm. worth it It's amazing <sighs> So I think this may be our longest episode that we've ever done In a long time, hour and five minutes Right? <laughs> so Thank you for hanging with us this entire time. And please let us know what some of your favorites throughout the decades have been. But for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street ECI. Thank you for listening for an hour and five minutes. And be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. Yes. And if you have a question. Oh, wow. A question or request, send us a message on social media. You can find us at Main Street UCI. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, hey, happy anniversary to us. Yay! And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.